0: You're listening to Divine Downloads, a fifth dimensional resource and podcast for those who feel called to help create the new earth, with me, your host, Angel Quintana, where we'll explore topics to help expand your consciousness, assist in your ascension, and elevate the way you navigate through your life path. I'll share with you my musings with the Akashic Records, my intuitive hits, and information shared by my guides. Let's begin. Welcome to another episode here. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about creating the new earth, part three. So, if you're brand new to my channel or my podcast or my website or wherever you are watching this, I want to give you a warm welcome. My name is Angel Quintana, I'm the founder of Holistic Fashionista, and we're going to be diving deep into the subject of creating the new earth today. So this is an eight-part audio course. So if you have missed any portion of of this course so far, I would recommend that you go back and listen to part one and part two. Uh, Lots of juicy information, many, many downloads. I wanna welcome all of my um, listeners who are here live with me today. Uh, If you are interested in joining us live, uh, you can register for these courses. Uh, And that way you can also experience the live Q&A that I will be doing after every episode. All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's presentation. All right, so we are exploring the depths of this course. So this is the eight parts of this course. So if you have missed any part, the first part is what is the new earth and why it's being created. We've also discussed already how, uh, who will be affected during this transition and the integration process. That one was probably a interesting perspective to many. Uh, Part three, which we're going to be discussing today is how to break down old paradigms from the old earth to uncover its lessons. I'm really excited to share some of my philosophical gurus with you today. And class number four is going to be a a fundamental of understanding the third, fourth, and fifth dimensional consciousnesses. Okay, so this is going to be a big class. I hope to see you next week. Uh, Class number five, how the new earth will shape a new society and raise the consciousness of the planet. Uh, Class number six, understanding your part in the creation of the new earth and how to get started. Class number seven, why your contribution is vital and sacred. And I will be sharing with you how you can start contributing to raising the vibration of the planet. And then finally, the the last class, I will be discussing life path astrology, um, how to look at your astrological birth chart to unlock what your contribution is going to be in the new earth really excited about all the information that's coming uh, in the following weeks. Okay. So for those of you guys who are brand new to me, uh, my name is Angel. As I mentioned, I, I am a star seed. I'm an Ecturian star seed. I am here to serve humanity and I receive divine downloads every single day. I spend most of my days in solitude. I protect my auric field. And so the messages, my writings, my books, My videos, my podcasts are all coming from the divine. It's coming from my uh, crown chakra um, through my subconscious mind and out through the pen or out through um, my words. So my goal here on this planet is to help you and those who feel called to be a part of the new earth to realize your divinity and become powerful, self-realized new earth leaders of tomorrow. Okay, so this is what we're covering today. This is part three, as I mentioned, how to break down paradigms from the old earth to uncover its lessons. So let's get into this. All right, so these are the points that we're going to be discussing today. One, well, what the heck is a paradigm? Two, what is an argument? Okay, this is going to be a very interesting conversation we're going to have. Number three, removing the veil for healing our shadows and finally becoming awareness. So lots of very deep conversations. We're going to do our best to get through this material in about 30 minutes. Okay, so in this episode, we're going to discover what you are. Notice that I didn't say who. We're also going to get into how to face your fears. So if you are feeling stuck at all, you will feel um, anxiety, fear of speaking your truth, Um, all of those things really go back down to the shadow work. Uh, We're also going to discuss how to receive the download. So this is going to be a really exciting class for you guys. All right, so get ready for a wild ride into the fifth dimension as we create the new earth together as a collective. So grab a pen and notebook and let's get started. Okay, so we're going to start here. What is a paradigm? So in order for us to learn the lessons from the old earth, in order to create the new earth, we've got to break down the old paradigm. So what is a paradigm? Okay, a paradigm is a pattern. It's a system of beliefs, ideas, values, and habits that is a way of thinking about the real world. Okay, so that's a mouthful. Let's go ahead and break this down a little bit further. We are here on planet Earth experiencing life, We have an environment. We have our friends. We have all of these things that are influencing us. But that is all part of a belief system. It's all part of ideas and values that have been pressed upon us, sometimes from our parents, from our friend group, uh, from our relationships. And because of that, it has created habits in the way that we think about the world. So you've probably noticed that the world seems to be getting more and more polarized. And when I say polarized, it's creating two separate poles, whether it's east and west or north and south. It doesn't matter. It just means that there is an opposite. And in astrology, that's called opposition. And when things are in opposition, well, guess what? We've got challenges and we've got conflict. So in order for us to break through the old paradigm, we're going to have to create a new one. So what is that going to involve? Well, to create a new paradigm means we have to adopt a new belief system, create new ideas, create new values, and change our habits about the way that we think about the world. So we actually have to change the way That we view life itself. Now, that seems like a pretty big job. You know, that seems like, well, how does one begin that process of creating a new paradigm? So, this is why in the last two episodes, I've really focused on that it is you, the individual, that is helping to create a new paradigm or it's keeping us stuck in an old one. So, the more free thinkers, that there are in the world, the more people that are sharing a different viewpoint, a new perspective, the ones that have the courage and the bravery to get out there and challenge what is currently being spread through words, through podcasts, through books, through media, everywhere. The conversations That have been proposed to us, that have been the catalyst for the things that we talk about with our friends and family. It is going to be up to us to start talking about different things. And guess what this is going to, guess what's going to happen if you do this? You're going to trigger the polarized people. Now, this is important because a lot of people, they don't want to rock the bed right they don't want to they don't want to stir things up okay but in order to create a new paradigm we have to have different conversations we have to have harder conversations we have to ask harder questions but how do we do that when the old paradigm people are still stuck in the old age of aquarius energy when they're still stuck in what they've been taught and the values that they've adopted and the habits that they continue to endure, if they don't have an expansion, they're going to be left in the old earth. So it's really a point of perspective here. If you're ready to be a new earth leader, to be a paradigm leader, Shifter. That means that you're going to be holding space for different conversations. You're going to be proposing different ideologies, getting people to see different ways of viewing a specific topic you're going to get some backlash as a result. Because again, the old paradigm has created poles. It has created contrast. It has created conflict that as has things opposing each other. So that brings me to my next point. Okay, so in order for us to create this new paradigm, okay, a new set of beliefs, a new set of ideas, values, and adopting new habits so that we can extend in the way that we think about the world, this is what needs to happen. We have to rebuild the concept of what an argument is. So let me ask you this, what is an argument? Well, an argument is a reason or in philosophy or academic writing, it's called a set of premises. And I'm sure if you go back to your you know, schooling, even in high school, you've talked about premises and you've talked about conclusions. Well, that's what an argument really is. It's not a heated debate. It's not a fight where people get angry, okay? An argument in the philosophical term definition is a set of premises given with the aim of concluding. Okay, so because of premises, it's going to create a conclusion that an action or an idea is right or wrong. So let's talk about this. An argument is not about conflict. It is about seeking a deeper truth. Now, I could go into all of the philosophers that I've studied over the years and go through the transformation from, you know, 300 BC to the present day and how each of those philosophers adopted a different argument. Did they need to fight with each other? No, because they're all asking deeper questions in order to get to what's called the truth. So what is a truth? Think about this first. What is actually a truth? Well, the basics of philosophy say that a truth is a belief plus a fact that will equal a truth. So let's talk about a belief. What is a belief? A belief is something that you have adopted. It doesn't mean it's true. A lot of people think that their beliefs are true. But a belief, a truth is not a truth without something to back it up, okay? So in philosophy, when we're arguing, we're trying to get to the closest to the truth. So what do we do? We ask questions. We propose new ideas. We research. We bring new things to the surface. We all have this innate ability to be our own philosopher. So if we're just adopting a belief that we heard on the media because it's been replayed over and over and over and over again until we're just like, oh, it must be true. It doesn't make it true. It makes it a belief. It means it's someone else's belief, not necessarily yours. Maybe it is. Maybe you've adopted that belief. But why do we have to indoctrinate ourselves to a belief? Think about that for a second. Why do we have to indoctrinate ourselves to a belief? Why is there not flexibility in seeing other beliefs? Maybe we'll be able to get closer to the truth if we don't confine ourselves to only our belief. That's what an argument is designed to do. It is not to have conflict. It is not to be polarized. It is not to rub people in the wrong way. It is for the purpose of getting to a conclusion of does this work in the real world and does it work for me? If it does, then it can become a truth, but it must involve both of those points, the premise, that the premises that conclude the argument. If it's just a belief, I believe it because I heard it on the news or because everybody's talking about it, I believe it. That is not a truth. That's just a belief. So we're going to have to do our own research. We're going to have to do our own due diligence to get to the truth. We cannot just adopt the truth because Everybody's talking about the same thing. It doesn't make it true. And it doesn't make it wrong for you to ask questions to get to the truth. And that is probably one of the scariest things for us, New Earth leaders of tomorrow, who want to break free. We want to break out of the old paradigm and become self-realized, self-aware, moral and ethical beings that live in a world that live in a society that is based on truth. So, what is that going to in, in, that? What is that going to uh, include? It's going to start with removing the veil. Okay, we can argue till the to the moon comes home, but as soon as you get into asking those harder questions or digging the research, some things are gonna come up. Okay, and I'm gonna call this removing the veil. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what I just found out. Could that be true? And you're gonna be shocked. You're almost you're going to be in disbelief. Because the old paradigms, remember, the old set of beliefs, ideas, values, and habits are, is now being challenged. And it feels awkward. It doesn't feel good. Okay? So let's talk about some really awesome philosophers. One, Socrates. I have done so much research on this amazing being who lived 2,500 years ago. And his truth, the thing that he had researched and discovered in his philosophy was that the soul, an, an unexamined life is not a life worth living. The soul is our most precious commodity. And it is the distractions of the material world that prevent our soul from growing. He's talked about wealth and the obsession of wealth. He's talked about real beauty, people being caught up with how their physical appearance looks and so many other things. So if we want to remove the veil, I mean, if we really want to be a part of this new paradigm, we're gonna have to go inward we're going to have to face the old habits and beliefs that we've adopted from the old paradigm and see how that has affected our soul. How it's dimmed our own light. How it's got us caught up in things that don't matter. Then we go to Kant. New philosopher I have recently... Been diving into Immanuel Kant. His whole philosophy was that knowledge is based on experience. Now, this is very important because knowledge is based on experience and the reception of what's out there. Okay, but receptiveness means that we have the faculty to interpret what's out there. It That means that we have to be able to make sense of what is out there. So let me read that again. Knowledge is based on experience and the reception of what's out there, meaning that we are able to receive the information that maybe challenges all of our beliefs, all of our habits, all of our ideologies, and all of our values, okay? It means that we're going to become more knowledgeable, more wise if we can be receptive to the information that's out there that we haven't learned before. But the only way that we can truly be receptive is if we actually have the faculty to interpret what is out there. Okay, so let's break this down. We're gonna get to a place with Cantonism, right? With Immanuel Kant's philosophy, where it's going to be, you're gonna be faced with morality and ethics. You're going to be, oh, my gosh, I can't believe what I've just discovered. And old paradigm people will just push it away and call it a lie or a conspiracy or what have you. But the people that are starting to wake up to everything, they're like, okay, well, um, let me just do a little bit more research on this. And that means that they're going to have to go through their own conscious cognitive argument in their mind because it's going to challenge their values and believe it's going to challenge everything because it goes it goes against you know the fantasy of the old belief that we used to hold that that there's no such thing as a corrupt government for example or that no way that there could be you know child sacrificing even though it's been going on for centuries and thousands and thousands of years if you've studied history but For whatever reason, it's too hard for people to accept because they're still in that old paradigm. So Kant is really saying that you're going to have to develop a faculty, an internal system, to be able to continue that search for the truth, okay? And this is what he calls goodwill, okay? So enlightenment was put on the map for this reason, goodwill. So goodwill is obeying the laws of its own freedom to be completely moral. So that means that we're going to have to start living our life in integrity, something I am constantly referring to as congruency. To talk about one thing and to do another is called cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is saying one thing and doing another, they don't match, they're not congruent. So we're going to have to start facing where are we not congruent? Where are we breaking that law of our own freedom to question things, to research things? right? To, to, and, and then to act in that behavior. So if we want freedom, then we have to start acting free. What does freedom mean? It means that we have a choice. That's all freedom means. It means I have a choice to look in this directi- direction and walk that path with my own set of beliefs, my own set of morals, ethics, and so forth. So this is going to be where this concept of enlightenment, the age of enlightenment, really came to be, is to adopt goodwill, to obey the laws of one's own freedom by being completely moral. So we then move forward to learn about René Descartes. Okay, he's the one that really put meditation on the map and this concept that the soul is immortal. Okay, so what does this tell us? This tells us that we are not our body, we are not our mind. Even though philosophers are using their mind all day, you know, if this and that critical thinking, at the end of the day, the big concepts, the big questions and arguments that come up in philosophy are, why are we here? Who am I? And is there a God? Those are usually the foundational pillars of philosophy. So he really got into this Um, subject of meditation he received all of these downloads right through meditation by going within by quieting the mind and letting it take us where it will and what he uncovered was that we are not this body we are so much more than this flesh and that we are indeed immortal now again This will begin to challenge many people's beliefs. People that don't believe that we are immortal. That, you know, what exists outside of us is still possible without the body. So this is this big question. You know, who am I? If I'm not this body and I'm not my mind and I'm not my title that I, or label I've given myself in my career, if I'm not my social group, if I'm not married and the mother and all of these labels that we put on themselves, then who am I? But if you really go into the research of that question, if you meditate on this, like Descartes, if you go through this process of finding the truth, you're going to discover, through many different philosophies, religions, spiritual belief systems, that you are so much more than the body and the mind. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. But before we do, I want to talk to you guys about healing the shadows. Okay? Because as you go through the meditation and exploring your divinity and coming to an understanding do I believe in immortality and if I don't am I willing to do some research to discover the truth behind that belief and if it is indeed true or not and that is going to require looking at our shadows. Now I have this funny little quote here the universe doesn't share its secrets with a blabbermouth. Why did I put this here? Well, because the foundation of this world is a mystery, right? We have amnesia coming into this body. We don't remember why we're here. I remember as a child, being nine years old, doing cartwheels in the front yard on the grass Asking myself, why am I here and why is nobody talking about this? I also remember having this um, agony, you know, itch inside of me at a very young age, like asking myself, do I feel okay right now? Is anything wrong? And I remember thinking to myself, does anybody ask this question? You know, and then I would think and be like, oh, nothing's wrong. Or I would ask myself, is anything wrong? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm fighting with my brother or whatever it was. And it was that level of awareness at that young age. You know, I think I was probably like 12 at that time asking these bigger questions. And the thing about shadows is that you'll know you have one when you feel like the polarized person when you feel like the person who's put on the spotlight, that somebody's calling you out and challenging your beliefs. And the thing about shadows is that they're only scary if you don't nourish them. Because a shadow is really just a part of our existence that needs nourishment. It just means that there's a part of you likely in the mind, that is wanting your attention. And in fact, it could be a spirit guide or an angel, if your belief system supports this, that's trying to bring your awareness, which we're going to talk about next, to something that needs healing. And this could be anything. It could be the labels that you've given yourself. Why am I labeling myself? It could be a belief or a value that's being challenged. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be just something that is obvious, like being triggered. Shadows show up even from reading a book or watching a movie, right? Things that frighten us, asking ourselves, why does that frighten me? Being in a room with someone who has weird energy and wanting to leave immediately instead of trying to understand what is bad energy or what is the vibes that I'm receiving. So shadows show up in all of these different ways to to get our attention. And the reason I put down that quote, the universe doesn't share its secrets with a blabbermouth, is because a blabbermouth is never listening, a blabbermouth is always talking, doing, and what is the opposite of talking and doing? Being and listening. Those who want to break out of the old paradigm are going to have to heal their shadows. They are have to going to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Period. You won't make it to the new earth with the same frequency that you have today if you don't start looking at those shadows. So the way that we can hear the voice of the shadow is to be quiet, is to adopt the Descartes way, the meditation way, to adopt the Socrates way, to remove the distractions, right? The need for wealth, the need to be beautiful and perfect. To adopt the Kant way of, of facing our freedom and our liberties, to be in goodwill, to live with freedom and morality. These are the things that show up when we will just be quiet long enough. To to be able to remember he remember it was um, I think it was Kant who said to be receptive. You have to be receptive to information instead of letting it trigger you, which is just a shadow. You're going to be like, let me see, let me read this for a second. And you know, it's triggering me, but why is it triggering me? Why does these words, why do I feel like this person wrote this article to piss me off? (laughs) They didn't, they didn't. They are just challenging a belief, which perhaps you have indoctrinated yourself with. And there's no need to indoctrinate ourselves because we came here to expand the soul. So now that we're facing our shadows, what happens next? All right, so we're going to wrap this up. You are not a who. <laughs> okay, let's just start with Angel's little quote. You are not a who. You are a what, and that what is awareness. When we get to the place in our life where we can listen, that we are an observer of our thoughts, when we are the person who is conscious of our behavior, that we are a bystander looking in, a soul that is able to look at the the bird's eye view. Even though you might be in that scene, you can see things from a new perspective, a new lens. And you do so without judgment because it is the mind and the ego, which is not you, I know everybody says that the ego is part of you. The ego and the mind are not you because you are a what, not a who. You are awareness. You are the observation of the thought, of the feeling, of the behavior. You're just the awareness of that. So when you get to that time, those times when you are facing a shadow or you're feeling polarized, All you have to do is notice, become aware of like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling a sensation in my body and I'm getting really hot. I'm noticing that I would probably normally call this anger, but I'm just going to feel the sensation instead of giving it a label. Right. So if somebody starts to trigger us, instead of being like, you made me so angry or I don't agree with what you're saying, um, I don't think so. That, you know, that doesn't make any sense. Whenever we feel the need to come at that angle, all we have to do is go, no, let me just observe that sensation for a moment. And this is not anything new. This isn't something I've come up with. This has been throughout the ancient texts through the hidden information in the cosmos from ancient religious books philosophies all of this all of they all of those texts point to the same place that we are awareness we are consciousness but it's not very conscious if we're not being conscientious right So now we are going to take full responsibility for who we are by being what we are, which is awareness. That's it, it's that simple. To notice the sensations, do not give it a label and try to be receptive as Kant says. With the faculty that you have to be able to absorb what is without being attached to it. Because that attachment is not you. That is the ego looking for purpose. It is looking for the mind to have something to think about. But awareness is neither the mind or the ego. It is not the body. It is not the physical realm. It is a spark of light which I have talked about, I think it was in part one, that when we incarnated here, a little speck of our spirit dropped into this physical body, and it's called a soul. But on the other side of our, our higher self, if you will, on that spiritual realm, is sitting the majority of our spirit, while our soul is here to grow and expand. So that we can take this information and reunite with our spirit once we cross over. So I'm going to leave you with this. We've talked about all different kinds of things today. Things for you to chew on. So do me a favor. If you like this episode, this class today, I would love it if you would share the replay with a friend. I would also love to invite you to become a member of the Holistic Fashionista Club if you feel called to be a new earth leader in this new paradigm that we are creating as a collective, which is called the Age of Aquarius. You can learn more about the club at holisticfashionista.com forward slash the dash club, where you will receive a VIP info, uh, in, invitation invitation with some little bonuses and things like that to help you on this journey. Otherwise, I hope that you will join me next week for part three. All right. I'm going to leave it there. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in to Divine Downloads. If you gained insights from this episode, I sure hope that you'll leave me a five-star review and comment. If you are looking for an extended version of a tarot reading or a mentioned course or upcoming event, you can visit holisticfashionista.com forward slash community for more information. To learn more about Holistic Fashionista and how we can assist you and your soul's brilliance, please find me on Instagram at holisticfashionista. Until next time, have a great day and stay sacred.